Good morning. 8,355 listeners from 40 different countries. Alleluia. Good morning. Welcome to Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten, and I'm so, so happy to be here with you. Got a lot of good stuff today. I want to dedicate today's podcast to Robert, Cliff, Judy, Kay, and Holly at Project Angel Food. They were so kind and welcoming to me yesterday that it just makes you want to go and volunteer (laughs) a lot more, um, hopefully under different circumstances. But anyway, God bless them. And I hope they're listening to the podcast. So I'm giving you a shout out. Everyone else, let us pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. Good morning, God. You're ushering in another day, untouched and freshly new. So here I come to ask you, God, if you'll renew me too. Forgive the many errors that I made yesterday and let me try again, dear God, to walk closer in thy way. But Father, I am well aware I can't make it on my own. So take my hand and hold it tight for I can't walk alone. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Well, listeners, I do this podcast, but my older sister, Patty, she writes prayers. Her first one that she shared with us was, Dear Lord in heaven, we come to you as your faithful servants, submitting to your will in all things. We will not allow the workings of the evil one to distract us from your goodness and mercy in our lives. We know you are still on the throne and that you will protect us and provide for us in our hour of need. We will not fear anything, for we know you will never leave us nor forsake us and that we are covered in the blood of Jesus. We are especially reminded of your power and glory as we continue to shine our lights 
in the darkness through your word and sacrifice. Let all of us in his kingdom resist evil and all devastation and disease. Let us love one another. Let us give to one another. And above all, praise and worship his holy name. Amen. Thank you, Patty. And her latest prayer. This is beautiful as well. Oh, my goodness. Oh, she says, Dear Heavenly Father, I belong to the millennial and generation Z stages of maturity. I know you are my creator and that you are the way and the truth and the life, but I do not know how to follow you. You say you stand at the door and anyone who knocks, if anyone hears your voice, will open the door and you will come into him and dine with him and he with you. I long to hear your voice, Lord, and I want you to open the door. Please open my eyes and ears to your amazing grace. Help me to receive your everlasting, unconditional love that you so freely offer to all those that receive you and that have been searching for you all their life. Heal me of my pain and suffering. Show me that only you can provide me with the purpose and path for my life, which is revealed only by submitting to your will, not mine. So please bless me with the strength to give up my plans to follow yours by building a foundation in belief that Jesus Christ is Lord and that through his crucifixion, I can receive the mercy and forgiveness I need to live in joy and wonder at all he is forever. For as I have been crucified with Christ, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Therefore, as a new creation in Christ, the old has passed away, and I can now receive the salvation Jesus brought into our world that leads to eternal life. I will now show the love you have given me to others as they can now see that I am a Christian by your love. Amen. Glory. Thank you, Patty. You're so gifted. And I did share it with my listeners. Okay, everyone, stay right where you are. We'll be right back. Got some good stuff to cover today. Oh, my goodness. Be ready. Okay, let's talk about overcoming worry. What do you worry about most? Is it your health, family, or maybe finances? 
Well, In Touch Magazine says, though we believe that our Heavenly Father cares for us and His promises are dependable, many of us continue to worry. We all have responsibilities that demand our attention, but anxiety can act like a corrosive poison that eats away at our trust in God. So then what can we do about it? Well, to start with, we need to grow in both our knowledge of God and obedience to Him. As we become increasingly familiar with Scripture, our Father's true nature, we'll be more fully convinced that He cares for every detail of our life. Then when we make decisions based on this knowledge and obey, our trust in Him will strengthen for sure. Whenever anxiety starts to creep in, remember who your Heavenly Father is and what He has promised. Fill your mind with verses about His character, power, and love. Recite His promises and turn your worries over to Him. Since He's told you not to be anxious, Ignoring this command is actually a form of disobedience. So, do not be anxious is a command. But if you ask him for help, he will enable you to reject worry and live in peace. We live in a culture that's inundated with anxiety and fear where people make a habit of worrying because it provides a false sense of control. But Christians don't have to give in to these feelings as we have a savior who has promised us his peace, which surpasses all comprehension. Thankfully, there are a couple of practices that we can employ to guard against worry. First, we must be careful about what we allow to fill our mind. Listening to the many purveyors of doom and gloom can easily lead to fear, anxiety, or panic. If you become agitated after hearing the news, listening to radio broadcasts, or reading social media, it's time to take a break. Instead, do what Paul encourages. Think about whatever is true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, commendable, and praiseworthy. Another source of worry is materialism. The more we have, the more we fret about what might happen to our possessions and financial security. But Jesus warned against storing up treasure on earth. Instead, we should seek first God's kingdom and righteousness and trust him to provide for our needs. If we'll put him first, worry won't gain a foothold in our lives. Listeners, I want to share with you that I put God 
first. He handles all my needs and I don't have any worries. So if I start to worry, I know that's the enemy trying to get in to interrupt my peace. God gives us peace, peace of mind, peace of heart, peace of joy, peace of understanding, peace of love, just peace. And there is nothing that feels better than peace. I live in it. I hope you join me. I mean that. Amen. Okay, prayers from the wilderness. So close your eyes, bow your head. And this is a meditation for anxiety. Father, I thank you for your comfort and love. I am so grateful you know me as your child and you know my personality, my worries, my concerns, and my problems. I know I do not possess the ability to solve the issues of my life, but it still does not prevent me from experiencing anxiety. Frequently, I lose sleep. I allow negative thoughts to control my mind, and I believe what I see and not your words of comfort and victory. Father, please help me to turn my anxiety into prayers, my worry into hope, my disbelief into faith. Remind me of the many times you answered my prayers, some of which were merely thoughts and you were kind enough to bring them to fruition. When I reflect on my spiritual journey, I know you have kept your eyes on me. You have provided for me and you have blessed me. I desire to maintain your spirit in my life. Every day that you bless me with a sound mind, please help me to keep your thoughts as my focus. Provide me with the armor I need to fight in the battlefield in my mind and use prayer as my weapon. Help me to enter into your presence every day, several times a day. And as this becomes my spiritual routine, let my anxiety decrease. Father, teach me not to hide my needs from you, the one who is Lord over my life. Please do not allow pride to infiltrate my being and seize my ability to render honest prayers to you, prayers that decrease worry and anxiety and usher in peace and understanding. Remind me of your promise to give me beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I know my hope is in you. My life is purposed for you. My steps are ordered by you. And because of this, 
I can rest and watch you solve all my problems. Let me remember this at all times, and I will be forever grateful, Lord. Let me remember this at all times, and I will be grateful. My hope is in you. My life is purposed for you. My steps are ordered by you. And because of this, I can rest and watch you solve my problems. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Glory. Be right back with more, more, more. Okay, here we go. (laughs) Most of us won't often be tempted to commit blatant sins, such as robbery, murder, or rape. The devil is too clever and subtle for that. He knows that we will recognize the flagrant wrong in such temptations and refuse to act on them. So instead, his tactic is to entice us to push something good beyond the boundary of the will of God until it becomes sin. The following statements reveal the sinful results in a number of areas where we are tempted to take the good things that God created beyond the boundary of God's will. Listen closely, there's 30 of them. Physical rest becomes laziness. When quietness becomes non-communication. When the ability to profit becomes greed. When enjoyment of life becomes intemperance. When physical pleasure becomes sensuality, when interest in the possessions of others becomes covetousness, when enjoyment of food becomes gluttony, when self-care becomes selfishness, self-respect becomes conceit, communication becomes gossip. Again, these are areas that we are tempted to take the good things that God created beyond the boundary of God's will. Continuing. When cautiousness becomes unbelief, positiveness becomes insensitivity, when anger becomes rage and bad temper, loving kindness becomes overprotection, Judgment becomes criticism. Same-sex friendship becomes homosexuality. Sexual freedom becomes sexual immorality. Conscientiousness becomes perfectionism. Generosity becomes wastefulness. And self-protection 
becomes dishonesty. Just a reminder that these are the areas, a number of areas where we are tempted to take the good things that God created beyond the boundary of God's will. When carefulness becomes fear, spiritual compatibility becomes illegal soul ties. When freedom becomes an occasion for the flesh, when improper intimacy in relationships breeds false union, when encouragement turns to flattery, pursuing goals becomes a driving spirit, when you are more impressed with the words coming out of you than the word coming into you. Prophetic words become a replacement for the written word. When success motivation becomes boastful pride, when emotional healing, when an emotional healing ministry becomes a rescuer mentality, and the healing touch becomes a familiar touch or spirit in a wrong place and with a wrong motivation. Amen. Ooh, wow. Okay, God's purpose for your life. They say humble yourself. Matthew 10, 24. A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a slave above his master. Today, listeners, remember that you belong to Jesus. When you accepted him as your savior, you in essence said, I want to have a relationship with you, Lord God. And in that, you acknowledged him and his authority over you. I say this not to frighten, but to comfort you. Jesus wants to lead you and teach you how to do things his way, a better manner than you could ever imagine on your own. However, it's very important that you acknowledge that he is God and you are not. You can stop trying to be strong and sufficient before him. As James 4.10 says, humble yourselves in the presence of the Lord, and he will exalt you. Humble yourselves in the presence of the Lord, and he will exalt you. He will teach you how to be like him, bearing his image, living in his strength, and walking in his wisdom. So today, let down your guard before God. He is the Lord the sufficient one, your redeemer. It's not only okay to admit that you don't have it all together, it's crucial if you want to take hold of all that he has for you. Lord Jesus, you are God and I am not. I come before you humbly, acknowledging that I am fearful and wounded and I need your wisdom 
and strength. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Amen. And commanding your morning, a daily devotional. She always has a good prayer. Father, I decree and declare that this year is full with purpose. The best is yet to come. The pain of my yesterday will not appear in my tomorrow. Father, give me strategies for fruitfulness and let my life reflect your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Listeners, none of us, not one, is perfect. But we are giving it our best shot. We are following God. We are praying with him first thing in the morning. We're giving it all to Jesus. We're telling him, take this day, command it in your way. And then we just sit back and watch him do his thing. You'll have a great day. He'll handle every little thing. We just have to be obedient, get out of the way, and just let God move. Now remember that every person that crosses your path is your neighbor. Remember the television show? He said, won't you be my neighbor? What a beautiful word. Anyway, today, will you go out and show some love to your neighbor? Pick anyone, pick everyone, but please let your light shine. Bye for now.